This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the post-game podcast with me, your host, Patrick Smith. It's all over at the San Siro after Liverpool beat AC Milan 2-1 and became the first ever English side to win all six of their Champions League group stage matches, yet another record for Jurgen Klopp's side this season. Mohamed Salah notched his 20th goal of the season already just a week into December as he becomes the first Liverpool player since Ian Rush to score 20 goals in five consecutive seasons. Divock Origi was also on the score sheet once again and is hitting form at just the right time as the Reds prepare for a tricky December and the imminent departure of Mane and Salah to AFCON looms. Liverpool enter Monday's draw for the round of 16 with a 100% record, with the draw taking place at 11am on Monday the 13th, so take a note of that before we find out the next opponents for the knockout stages. As for tonight, we'll have Paul Gorst's verdict, Jurgen Klopp's press conference and the reactions of Reds fans Mike Holt and Mark Baker. Enjoy. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. A small slice of history for Liverpool at AC Milan this evening as they become the first English team in the Champions League to win all six of their group games. Uh, they said that Group B was the group of death when the draw was made back in August, but they've uh, made short work of it, it has to be said. Obviously qualifying with 12 points from 12 and then finishing off the group with uh, comfortable wins home and away against Porto at AC Milan. It was Liverpool's first ever visit to uh, the San Siro to play AC Milan, um, two teams who've won 13 European Cups between them, of course, but uh, strangely kept apart, apart from the 2005 and 2007 Champions League finals. Um, Liverpool went to the San Siro and made eight changes in total and still came away with maximum points. It was a, a fairly comfortable evening, to be honest. AC Milan took the lead after uh, just under half an hour through for Kale Tamore, but Liverpool responded through Mohamed Salah with his 20th goal of the season. Um, who else, of course, Liverpool... Uh, hit the main man was always going to be uh, looking to start this one despite the eight changes um, and he got his wish and he got himself on the score sheet for his uh, 20th goal as I say so uh, he's up to 20 before the Christmas decorations have even got up in some households and uh, the identity of the man who got the winning goal was probably not uh, too much of a surprise either with Divock Origi uh, with his second goal in as many games he started uh, his first start since uh, October um, he popped up with a header himself in the second half as uh, Liverpool come back from a goal down to make it 2-1 and uh, make sure that they finish Group B with 18 points from a possible 18 six straight wins and moving into the knockout stages without too much trouble has to be said. So the draw is made on Monday. Liverpool will learn their fate for the last 16 but uh, you won't find too many teams that will be looking to take on Jürgen Klopp's side at the moment to finish the San Siro. Uh, AC Milan won Liverpool 2 the post game podcast on the blood red channel um congratulations the first english team to win all six group games in the champions league how much pride does that achievement give you and what are your thoughts on the performance tonight first question i don't care okay um yeah, honestly, I, I don't feel pride a lot in football because it's most of the time I expect um, good things happen, to be honest. Um, but that tonight fills me with a lot of pride. It's um, exceptional performance. I don't mean this, that we won six games. I won, I, I, the, the reason is especially this game. Um, and because it was so good. And with that many changes, um, it's easy for me to make the changes. But in the end, the boys have to have to be then confident enough to show... Um, 
how good they are. And I saw so many good football things tonight. It was absolutely incredible. And as a, um, a side effect, we won all the games, which is absolutely incredible. And it's just another chapter in the, in the history of this wonderful group of players. Um, what they did in the last few years is exceptional. But it's nothing, it's not a prize, really. You, you win something, but it's nice. But I would have taken each point's tally to go to the next round. And um, yeah, 18 is the best, so we take that as well. What about the performance of oh, sorry, Tyler Tim, Moore? Tim, Tim, you, have you, just to, let, you have to allow translation. for a translation. Sorry, sorry. We'll come to you for one more. Yeah. Complimenti, mister. La sua è la prima squadra inglese ad aver passato il turno con sei vittorie. Quanta sicurezza vi dà questo fatto? Risposta. Allora, di solito non tendo ad essere molto orgoglioso per queste cose perché in realtà io tendo ad aspettarmi cose ottimali e prestazioni appunto eccellenti, ma questa volta devo dire soprattutto in questa partita sono particolarmente fiero, soprattutto perché avevamo anche molti cambi da fare. Eh, certo, per me è, è anche relativamente facile decidere quali cambi, quali giocatori mettere in campo, poi sta a loro dimostrare la loro qualità sul terreno di gioco. Penso che abbiamo scritto un altro capitolo di questa grandissima storia e ricordiamo però che queste sei vittorie nel girone di quali, nel giro, nei gironi non rappresentano ecco, un trofeo. Dobbiamo adesso guardare avanti. Thank you. Yes. Next question, Tim. Can we get your reaction, Jürgen, on the, the performance of Tyler Morton tonight? And, and does it give you extra satisfaction as a manager that when you give a young player a chance like that, that he grabs it with both hands? And both feet, eh? Um, yeah. Uh, I don't want to make his life more complicated than it is any already when with um, playing at such a young age for a club like Liverpool in a game like this with a performance like this. So, so I should, uh, I think we should all calm down. But it was really good tonight. <laughs> it was a big pleasure to watch the boy playing um, and the football. Um, Knowledge, the football brain he showed tonight was absolutely exceptional. If you are, if you are technically on that level, what he is obviously, and you have then such a good orientation, then the, the game is sometimes um, you have enough time for doing good stuff, and that was what he did tonight. On top of that, he defended incredibly well, um, together with the other boys. Eh? So I have to say that was really exceptional what Oxley and and Taki did uh, in his half spaces for Oxley. It was a really good moment, but Taki is not with natural position. So um, I have to say the all-over performance was really special tonight. Thank you. Dunque, volevo sapere un po' la sua reazione davanti alla magnifica prestazione di Morton. Eh, volevo capire quanto è soddisfatto, soprattutto considerando che è un giocatore molto giovane. La risposta è la successiva. Eh sì, effettivamente Morton è un giocatore incredibilmente giovane e se consideriamo che gioca a tali livelli in una squadra come il Liverpool, ok, adesso non entusiasmiamoci troppo, però sì, possiamo ammetterlo, è stato davvero grandioso, è stato un piacere vederlo in campo. Ha una conoscenza, una lettura di gioco favolosa, è davvero eccezionale, ha anche una buona tecnica e anche un'ottima un posizione in campo. Eh, inoltre eh, penso che abbiamo avuto il tempo sufficiente per fare una buona preparazione, infatti si vede il livello che ha raggiunto. Ovviamente ha difeso anche bene Morton con il resto del comparto, con il resto dei giocatori e ecco per quanto riguarda anche gli altri vanno spese parole positive sicuramente su Tacchi, sull'Oxley eccetera. Okay, I can't take all the hands up, but we'll go to Michael Como because he asked one in the press conference yesterday and our translation <laughs> didn't work. So, Michael, if you'd like to ask your question, this time we'll be able to... Uh, there we go, Michael. 
Mister, beh, buonasera, grazie, intanto eh, ieri mi hai risposto anche se c'erano problemi di traduzione, quindi ti ringrazio. Questa sera ti chiedo se hai visto Ibrahimovic e cosa vi siete detti e poi eh, dal tuo punto di vista il Milan meritava davvero di arrivare ultimo in questo girone, in questo gruppo? Grazie mille. So, uh, Mr. Klopp, I would like to thank you because yesterday you answered me even if there were some uh, problems related to translation. So, I wanted to ask you whether you met whether you met with Ibrahimovic and what you told each other and I would like to ask you also uh, whether Milan deserved to be the last one in the group. Um No, so first and foremost, no. I I spoke to Slatan in the tunnel. Not spoke. Uh, we 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 had shaked, shook hands uh, before the game in the tunnel. Um, that's it. And I don't think that's an important story in a night like this. But um, do I think that AC Milan deserves being last in the group? No. Um, I like the project of AC Milan a lot. It's a good mix of um, of youth and experience. It's a really good team when they have all together, they have injury problems in the moment, obviously, and that hurts everybody. Um, and But if the group is together, then it's really, really interesting what, what, what will happen here in the next few years. Um, and I'm really excited about that, but um, nobody in that group actually deserves to be last. Um, but maybe it can help, because now the, the wonderful um, campaign in Serie A is not disrupted by international football anymore. Now this group can concentrate on, on the league and maybe they can use that. Sì, allora, riguardo Ibrahimovic, l'ho visto, mh, ma ci siamo semplicemente stretti la mano e non ci siamo detti nulla. Tra l'altro non vorrei dare troppa importanza a questa storia, passerei a rispondere alla successiva dom domanda, che è quella relativa al fatto se il Milan meritava o no di arrivare ultimo. Allora, No, assolutamente no, non lo meritava, tra l'altro io sono davvero entusiasta di questo progetto che sta avvenendo qua a Milano, si tratta di una squadra giovane con un'esperienza che viene accumulata giorno dopo giorno. Peccato, è stato un peccato avere, eh, aver visto che il Milan aveva diversi infortunati, ma quando sono tutti insieme, quando sono tutti disponibili, sicuramente questa squadra è davvero interessante, negli ultimi due anni hanno fatto grandissimi progressi. Sicuramente nessuno di questo gruppo meritava di arrivare ultimo nel girone, ma forse ecco, la situazione per come è messa adesso può essere favorevole per, affinché il Milan possa concentrarsi sul suo obiettivo in campionato. Hello, Jürgen. Uh, you were able to stop Milan from finding Zlatan and giving the ball to Zlatan uh, during the whole game. Uh, how come? Uh, what did you do good? How did we stop Zlatan? Getting the ball to Zlatan. How did you stop that? Getting the ball to Zlatan, that's what he said. Yeah, that's football actually. <laughs> that's how you organize, that's what you try. You organize a football team like that, that it's that they cannot get the balls he, he needs or he wants. So, um, I really thought that we defended um, Exceptionally well, we had to. So the, the Milan, the, the the plan of Milan, is, is, is playing through the center, obviously playing through the playing through the half spaces, and this is the spaces between the winger and our eights. So um, that's they don't play immediately to Slatan or whatever. They try to to bring it to the other offensive player, um, Brahimi or whatever in in these spaces, and we we made that really complicated because of the disciplined work. Um, of all the players, and um, when you then get only the other balls, not the controlled ones, then it's easier to defend. But I have to say that Nate Phillips and uh, Ibu 
Kunati played an exceptional game, absolutely exceptional game. Um, how they did that, how they defended that tonight um, is outstanding. I'm really, really proud about the boys. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Very, very positive performance from Liverpool tonight against AC Milan in what was uh, a dead rubber, really, in the Champions League. Well, dead rubber in terms of there being anything riding on the game, as we know, Liverpool obviously due with a win to be remunerated with, I think, correct me if I'm, I might be corrected here, but I think it's something of the, the sort of tune of two million to two and a half million pounds for a win in the Champions League. So, obviously, vital in terms of revenue for the club. And it's always a, a difficult balancing act in terms of picking a side for Jurgen Klopp because. What he wants to do is try and mix the side as much as he can with players who obviously rest in the top players as many as he, he possibly can who are in that sort of fatigue cycle of needing a break in between games, especially because of the schedule that Liverpool have coming up. But also trying to select a side that can go out there and compete and have a, an opportunity to, to come out with an advantageous result out of the game and not obviously be a negative effect on, on confidence in terms of the performance or overall all outcome. For example, if he was to stick all a group of young players in there, I'm sure it would be a very difficult night and not one that would benefit the club or the players. But of course, Liverpool are also in a situation where they don't have a massive squad in terms of senior players to be able to make up the full 18-man squad. So the idea that it was going to be uh, an absolute skeleton team was never going to be the case, really. And I think it's important in all the teams that he tries to pick when he perceives them as games, well, doesn't perceive them, they are games in which Liverpool are already through and there's nothing riding on the game, that he sprinkles a little bit of class within the lineup. And obviously, Mohamed Salah and Sadio Mane played in the game and obviously make a huge difference in the final third. And you could see the the drop-off when them, them players go off because as much as you want young players to come in and squad players to come in just having that extra bit of class makes a difference and Salah's finish for the second goal eh, sorry the first goal was so well taken it looks so easy but coming out of a, at a height bouncing and the way he just perfectly executed the half volley into the net was another sign of how much class this player is playing with and the level he's currently operating at I mean one of the one of the interesting things for me with Salah is and I've said this before in the past that sometimes he's almost been a victim of his his actual on the eye football being not as aesthetically pleasing as other players. And what I mean by that is sometimes throughout the seasons he can look a bit clunky in the way he travels with the ball and not as fluent, I would say, on the eye. But even his travelling with the ball this season, the way he's able to uh, pick up the ball, dribble at opponents, the tightest of control, and it just seems so fluid at the moment. He's always had a fantastic touch. However, every part of his game is just the highest level in terms of technique, skill and confidence. And I felt, in amongst everything else that went on in the game, his performance in particular, the, the way he was able to control the ball, manipulate the ball under pressure, and, and that finish in particular just summed up the level he's playing at, which is undoubtedly the highest level of any player who's currently operating in world football. I think another thing about these kinds of games is that sometimes it can be really hard to judge players because essentially they're an 11 
which has never played a, a competitive fixture together. And sometimes when players are only playing in these sorts of games, I suppose it isn't really a fair comparison to make, is it? it, it in particular, if they were chucked in in a normal best eleven lineup where they have world class operators around them in every corner of the corner of the park, really, and the superior players, and obviously Dibokarigi fits into this uh, category really, and is a really important and interesting player. I suppose to talk about it in this week. I mean, some of the criticism that levelled at Origi that he's so much below the level and. Liverpool needs to sell the player. I mean, I've said it on this sort of podcast before. I've never agreed with that. Origi is a very, very good player and, and a Premier League player who would start for other teams as their number nine at the level. There's no question about that. His issue has been that Liverpool's front three in Salah, Manny and Firmino have accumulated so many games over the last few years and are so durable, so consistent in being able to be available for every fixture. And again, you've seen that tonight in the fact that Manny and Salah played. They are players who, with that natural body type genetics, that are able to put back-to-back games together and that accumulation of games almost helps aid the performance rather than hinders them. And the players that very much like that rhythm I mean, it's interesting that this season is the only time that Firmino has actually been out for any period of time with an injury in his Liverpool career. And as such, Origi suffered from that because when he has got opportunities, they've always been few and far between or lacking in minutes or coming off the substitute bench, trying to find his way in games. And, and on in general, in them circumstances, he's done very, very well, especially as his playing is a different, totally different profile to Firmino and then maybe not, massively suited to Liverpool when they've been playing a certain way with Firmino and the side to then have to adapt. It isn't a straight swap in that sense. But very good finisher off both feet, as we've seen today. Good in the air. Very mobile in terms of his pace to get in behind. He's a player who has an awful lot of attributes and he has certainly always been a really, really good squad member for Liverpool to have. And that doesn't change and it will be important in the next few weeks in terms of the contributions he can add to when Salah and Manny are unavailable. And he may not even be a starter in them games. I mean, the likelihood is you would imagine that it may consist of Firmino playing in that central role, a Jota and a Minamino maybe off the sides of the pitch rather than Origi because playing Origi, then you have to obviously move Firmino, which is something that Liverpool will not want to do, especially without the key wide players not available or inside forwards I should say but nevertheless having a player of that quality and a striker of that quality because there isn't many strikers out and out number nine of that quality who are fifth choice to play on the highest line of the pitch for any team in the Premier League we have midfield players who act as hybrids who play in them roles but not a number nine who operates on, on the highest line so very valuable squad member And just in general, I think from Liverpool as a collective performance, what you want to see is you want to see the players who come in replicate the movement patterns of the first team, especially out of possession. You want to have that that sort of identity to your game, which sometimes can get lost with so many changes and so so much disruption to the side. But I felt Liverpool were were really, really excellent, both with and without the ball today, and replicated so many of the patterns that you see from the first team. And that will have really pleased Jürgen Klopp in particular. Obviously, Tyler Morton came into the side and a really assured performance in possession. I think sometimes 
you're almost watching them and you're taking it for granted the decision making in terms of making the right pass at the right time. Not in flamboyance, but to come in, in that environment and play in the company of some of the players he's playing within and, and look to hold his own and put in really assured, mature, professional displays that he is really bodes well for him having a career in the game, whether that be at Liverpool or elsewhere, really. And just a final sort of point just on one or two of the players, and I think I'll make a note for Oxlade-Chamberlain, who in recent weeks has come in and really staked the claim for a position in the side. He's been a bit unlucky over the last few games that what you perceive as the first-choice midfielders come in. And I think he's really made himself that first midfield option, obviously depending on the opposition. But he's really skipped ahead of the queue of a few players in that position and, and done all the things that he is particularly good at, the skill set he has that other players don't have in terms of being able to drive with the ball, travel, strike from range and be a goal threat. And obviously he set up the first goal today. So that is another positive for Liverpool because a, a fit Oxlade-Chamberlain, and I say fit, he's been available for a lot more games than people would have you make out. He just hasn't been selected. But a, a playing well Oxlade-Chamberlain with, co- with confidence who's able to contribute does offer Liverpool a, a skill set that can be, again, like the other players I've mentioned tonight, really valuable. So... Uh, a positive day all round, a really good performance. Liverpool, obviously, on a financial side to get the, the points that it accumulate the financial reward, but also to keep the confidence going in that you've been able to blood some young players, rest players, give players minutes who need minutes to add to the squad when called upon. So I don't think you can ask for any more than that from today's game. Mike Holt from Go in the Match podcast with my review on AC Milan 1, Liverpool 2, which sees... Liverpool, once again, under Jurgen Klopp, become history makers. The first English side to win all of their group games, making it 18 points out of 18. Um, In the so-called group of death, you know, we've put our name to the test and just laughed at it, really. Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, in terms of the fans, um, going to the San Siro is one of those bucket lists grounds you know that people want to go to um and you know ac milan massive football club so historic and you know very similar to to the red men but um you know looking at the performance from their team tonight you know it is more the name is bigger than the players wearing the shirts um liverpool sensational throughout the night you really um i know ac milan you know they go they go one nil up with tamori Bit of a little bit of a scrappy goal. Um, Minamino could have done a bit better, swung a leg at it from the corner, but you know uh, they do go one 0 up and put the Reds under pressure. And I think that first half an hour, um, you know, it was a bit lackadaisical, um, and that goal sort of woke us up um, so quickly that it must have been five or six minutes later that Salah gets his goal. Um, you know, a good effort from uh, Oxley chamberlain with the shot. Keeper parries it out pretty poor from their keeper. Um, he also looks uh, very suspect at Anfield, to be fair. Um, and Salah um, finishes with the... I'm putting it in the back of the net. 1-1. Um, we go in at half-time. <laughs> and then, you know, Mr. Inevitable himself, Divock Origi, following on from Molyneux of the weekend. Um, grabbing the winner there um, shot from Mane parries it out again from the keeper um, and Origi heads it in um, and, and I sort of think that that's going to that sort of um, 
encapsulate his performance. Um, you know, he was a bit of a threat, to be quite honest, um, throughout the whole game. I thought he was really good. Um, I mean, in terms of individual performances, you know, the manager mixed up slightly, but not too much. Um, you know, especially at the back, um, Nat Phillips start. And I was really happy to see Nat Phillips start. I think, you know, last season... You know the season that he put in alongside Reese Williams. You know he re- he got us into the Champions League with his performances. You know so it was really deserved that he got a start at the San Siro tonight, and I thought he was really good. Um, he obviously has that uh, Paolo Maldini esque turn in the second half, which which I'm sure will be doing the rounds on social media. Um, but for me, my man of the match was um, Kanata. I thought he was absolutely sensational. If anything, he bullied Ibrahimovic tonight. I thought he was absolutely incredible. I think that there's definitely some work to do with you know his his skill on the ball and his passing. But for such a young centre-back, you know that will come with experience. But his physicality, um, his reading of the play... He's he's just an absolute unit, um, and I thought he was really good. Simicast Nico Williams were good, yeah. That you know didn't do too much, but you know did what they needed to. Oxley Chamberlain, I thought he was really good, really really impressive. Oxley Chamberlain, um, he was running running at players, taking players on, um, running past players, beating men, and that's exactly what we want to see. And you know he just needs to keep that consistency, he needs to keep showing that he he can do that in the Premier League uh, as well. And he will start for Liverpool. So Tyler Morton, obviously a massive game for him to come into, you know, away at the San Siro. He gets another 90 minutes and he, you know, he went about his business really well, um, nice and composed. You know, he's he's got such a bright future ahead of him. Minamino started off slow in the first half, I thought, um, but he definitely he grew into it in the second half. Quite interesting to see him in midfield, see if he'll be used there again. And then, like I say, Salah, Origi and Mane, two of them getting goals. Um, and it was nice to see, you know, some of the long, young lads in uh, Waltman and uh, Connor Bradley come off the bench at the end. Uh, Naby Keita, Joe Gomez, you know, back from injury, getting their minutes. So that was really nice to see. But yeah, 2-1 win. Um, you know, you, you can't... 18 points out of 18. It's incredible. It really is incredible. Um Jurgen Klopp's history makers. And, you know, we go into the weekend against um, a certain Steven Gerrard, Aston Villa. Hopefully we just keep this momentum, keep this running form going. Um, put a few past them. It'll be a tricky game, but, um, you know, hopefully um, Gerrard gets his applause at the start and then the Reds go straight back into it. Nice and competitive and three more points at the weekend would do me. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.